Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Yo. You hear that music? That means we're back. You know what? <laughs> I it's love a, it. It's a day of love. It is a day of love. And I got a message for the faithful, E.D. I got a message for the faithful. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Obviously, uh, if you listen to our last, what did they call it? They called it a Megapod. Um, that's what they called it. I think that's what they called it. They called it a Megapod the last time. So if you listen to that, uh, hopefully we gave you enough time to decipher and juggle and, and get through all of that. Um, then obviously, you know, it's time to turn to the page. It's, it's an off-season edition, of course, of the Believe in 49ers podcast. We're going to talk about some needs uh, and which direction we feel like this team may go, uh, whether it be draft, whether it be free agent, see how, how this lineup uh, will start to shake up for the 2020 season. Um, but it's a day of love, Ed. And now, why is why is it a day of love? Well, happy Valentine's Day, first of all, to all the lovers out there. And I feel oh, they got you caught up in that. I, huh? I feel I feel like <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm a married man, Ed. I mean, I, I don't know. If, I, want, I don't, want, I don't know if I have right. a choice in the in in, in the matter. In all in I all mean, honesty, you know, see, this is the thing. See, I'm a married man, and if you wait for one day, then you're in trouble. Well, that's my point. That's exactly. So that's my what point. I'm saying. Don't don't let them get you, man. Don't don't let them get you all locked into. You got to do it on this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. And and on top of that, um, I'm probably in terms of planning and, and timing, I'm probably the worst, right? Because if just in, in all honesty, so. Obviously, today is Valentine's Day, right? February 14th, right? The anniversary, not our wedding anniversary, but anniversary of, you know, like our, our, you know, we first started dating uh, is the 10th of February, right? Good God. You can still still remember that? (laughs) Well, here's the thing, right? My my wife, God bless her, she, you know, she's always looking for something to celebrate. So we got married. You know, I thought you cross out one anniversary and you, you look towards the other. And she's like, no, we're celebrating it. So we celebrate everything in the Haylock house. <laughs> we celebrate anniversaries. We celebrate half birthdays. We do. If there's a reason to celebrate, we celebrating. How um, can you have a half birthday? A half birthday. So I'm glad you asked. Um, so recently, I, we just celebrated uh, my half birthday. My birthday is, is July 27th. My half birthday is January 27th. So, you know, we just had a little... You know, I had just had a little family over the house. You know, little little food. Just kind of talked and 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 just kind of hung out. It's ne- it's nothing never like major. Um, you know, a couple cupcakes and all. But 
Yeah, I mean this. This is uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's it's. And you know what? You know what? I apologize to every. I apologize to every one of you guys that tune in to listen to us talk about this <laughs> breakdown of the Niners because I, I I'm I'm just like you. I'm perplexed as to what a half birthday is and all of these things too. So was so I. I know you. I know you tune in to hear us talk about this Niners team. So we're gonna get to that right now. I'm sorry for taking those three minutes from your life. Let, let's let <laughs> let's let's get into it, Niners fans. Niners fans on this. Day of love, I have a message for you. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. I want to underline that because I think there's some bitterness with the faithful. We got to let it go, faithful. We got to get over it. And I, I think it, uh, it was it was Vernon brought that to the podcast earlier this year. So we we – we gotta get rid of all this bitterness, faithful. We gotta we gotta turn it around. Um we, we gotta we gotta shake it, you know, not hold on to, to to mistakes and things of the past. We gotta look forward. Right? It's all about forgiveness on this day of love. So, that being said, um biggest needs, E D, um, for this team as we start to enter I mean you got combine coming up, you got yeah. draft coming up, you got free agency obviously coming up. Um not necessarily in that order, but you know. Uh what do you think is the biggest need for this team heading into Okay, no, you'd like for me to start this off. Okay, so this is this is the great thing about the situation that the 49ers are in. Uh I do believe you look at what has happened upstairs when you have guys looking looking at what um, John Lynch has done. Um, you throw in Martin Mayhew. You throw in Keena Turner. You throw in Kyle Shanahan. These got these guys are have put together a locker room of bodies that um, have starters, multiple starters at most positions. Correct? When you say that, I would say that. Okay, so that's and that's a great thing to have. You have you have a team where the core of your team. Uh, is good. I mean, they were good enough. They weren't the best team in the league. They were good enough to get and fight for a championship this year. This team is coming back in that same direction. So this is not one of those, well, you have to rebuild. This situation is so bad that you got to go out and find a player. You got to find a quarterback. Got to find this guy. You got the, the team is not that way. It's just simply not that way. This is a good thing to have. It's a good situation where you're going to draft guys and you're not necessarily drafting someone this season that you, you may draft someone who's going to be a backup all year. I mean, you, your top, your, your top picks could be backups. That's a good thing. Um, and so, so when I say they need to upgrade in certain situations, it's not that it's horrible. So I wanted to get that out. I, that's why I said, started this off this way. It's not that any specific area of the team is horrible. And we know better than that. You don't play for championships if you have deficiencies like that. Now, with all of that, so let me—I I had to paint that little pretty picture to see how what we're talking about. This is a good football team. This is not a championship football team. To be a championship football team, this team has to get. In my opinion, you got to get better in the secondary. I—I I truly believe not just because I played it. You've heard me say it. A team goes as far as the secondary takes it. I believe that. Because this game is all about stopping the run and running the ball. And we saw how far the 49ers got with running the ball, even in this day and age of throwing it. Uh, there are still things, it's still faults that they should have run it more in that game. 
So it's all so you have to run the ball, but you have to be able to stop the run. We saw Green Bay not be able to stop the 49ers running the ball. We saw Minnesota. And if you can't stop the run, you're in trouble. But what happens when you stop the run? They're going to throw it. And if you can't get the damn ball out of the sky, you lose. If if you can't if you can't knock it down on third and 15, you're going to lose games. Mm. So you have to get better at the secondary and the other thing I saw it this year, and I think they need another. My, my the glaring needs, and I'll get into more specific with the secondary in a second. I think another glaring need is a pass rusher. Might sound crazy saying that, but as much as I like D Ford, I don't know if he's healthy enough for me to say I can count on him coming back through it. I like him. And if you can tell me D4 is going to be there 16 games, I, I'm all in. Pay him whatever he wants because he's worth it. There was a dramatic drop-off in the pass rush, in the pressure, in the production of even a Bosa. As what, what, we can talk about the great year that Bosa had, but there was a huge drop-off in his production when D4 when left D4 the field. D4 is not on the field. Yeah, I, I so, wholeheartedly agree with you. So, so, so you have to, so we need that, we need that other pass rusher because if you can slide your line one way or the other, you can double this guy, chip one guy. We saw that you don't get that same production. Those, those sharks aren't hunting the same way. Quarterbacks have more time. I, you got to find another consistent body. Not, not, you, you know, I, I need someone that can come in and put that tight pressure on but but can they be available are you going to be readily available week in and week out i can't have someone that's got a hitch in their giddy up every other game so i think it's very important that you get that a, another pass rusher on this really good d line you got to get somebody off the edge and then the other aspect back in, in secondary and i'm gonna let you talk some and then i'll get more in detail how I feel about the secondary, but uh, that that's where I'm starting right now. What what do you think? I I don't disagree with you on the secondary, um, but I look to the other side of the ball. I look at the wide receiver position, and I feel like they need another player over there. They need another player uh, in that position group. Debo Samuel obviously shined. Um, you know, being a rookie took him a little bit. Once he got, I think once. I think we 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 could all agree that after that Monday night game against Seattle, things just kind of took off for him, and he definitely became a, a big play threat, a big play guy, and someone you can use in a myriad of ways. Right? You can use him in the run game. He's a, he's, an, he's a good run blocker. Um, maybe, maybe some would even say an excellent run blocker. Um, and then he he showed the propensity to be able to make you know some pretty big catches when they count. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is up. I don't know what he's going to be asking for, right? And if 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 he comes back, you know, if he won't, I guess the estimations out there is something along along the lines of ten million a year. Um, I think that's doable. Anything more than that, I don't know. I think I let him walk. Um, and so that being said, no, wait, see, you know what? See, that's what that's what's interesting to me. This is what's interesting to me. Um, where, where you say that, if you say that there's a dollar figure right there on letting him walk. So you're like 10 million, I'll let him walk. Anything more than 10 million, 
I'll let him walk. Then you should let him walk. That means you don't need him. Because if, if that, that's that's my point. If you if you feel like, and that's what I always say, the salary cap is an, an excuse to not have a guy. If you feel like this guy is such an important part of what you do that you have to have him, then you pay him. If not, then you don't. And, and, and so so that's 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 how I that's how I look at it. And I'm just saying just to point that out because it's just interesting, just you know, just the different dynamics and how we view putting the team together. That, yeah, that's all. Well, I, I just I, I look at I look at I, well, I look at that figure and then I look at where where else the money could go, right? Um, and so I would be I feel like, I don't know I feel like why receive. At the wide receiver position, I think you can find like you can find guys, you know, where you don't have to necessarily break the bank. And Agreed. if that if that money can be used, I'd I'd much rather use that money on the defensive side of the ball, in all honesty, or or, or, or on the offensive line. Um, and so that and that and so that's kind of why I put why I put a dollar figure there. Would I like Emmanuel Sanders to come back? Yeah, I think he kind of solidified some things. I think I think he was huge for. Debo Samuel, just in terms of what a pro looks like, right? How do you do it? How do you operate? How do you practice? How do you? How do you? you know, what's a routine? Um, I think all that stuff, and we talked about it throughout the course of the season. I think all that stuff was great for Debo, and and that helped his uh, development. Um, but I look at those two guys, and you know, I I think that's great. And even if even if Sanders stays, I, I still think you may need another guy. I'm not 100% sold on Kendrick Bourne, and it's it's kind of one of those things where it's 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 I mean he, he, did he make some plays this year? Absolutely. You look at the Saints game, he, he he was there, he made some plays. You look at the Super Bowl, my gosh, I don't know. Even in the Mega Pod, I'm not even sure we talked about Kendrick Bourne. I was I was extremely impressed with him. If we can get more of that from him, um, then then that's great. I I don't I don't mind that as as a third wide receiver. But it's I don't know. It, it's it's the up. It's the routine stuff. You know that that kind of that brings some hesitation for me. Um, you know, with, with Kendrick Bourne, I mean, he can make the flashy catches. That that's no problem. But it's the it's the routine ones. It's the third and five. You know, the third and eight at the sticks. The the, the hook, the comeback. You know, the ball's right there. Hit hit hits him in his hands. We we've, we've seen that happen. We saw that happen in the playoffs against Minnesota. Um, we, you know, we saw it against Seattle. He he had had a case of the drop season. It was just a bad night for everybody. Um, and and. On top of that, I think that this is a deep wide receiver class. Or I think people are saying this is a deep wide receiver class mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as the NFL draft is concerned. And so I look in those middle rounds. I look at you know rounds two through four. You might be able to get a guy. You know there, there's there's a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. at USC who who can be who can who can be a playmaker. Um, you go up a little bit higher, maybe a T Higgins from Clemson um, as a guy. I mean that's that's if you're willing to to probably take him, you know, earlier in the draft. Um uh but I, I think there I think there are plenty I think there are plenty of guys out there that 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 are available. Um you 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 look at Van Jefferson from Florida. Uh um and uh, Colin Johnson is another guy from Texas who I, I was able to see to play able to see play quite a bit. Someone who who I like a lot. So I think there is some depth there at the wide receiver position in, in in terms of this this draft class. So I think you may be able to go get a guy there. But I agree with you. We are, we already have a number one in Kittle, right? 
so there there's no disparity there yeah um, you have and, and you know what let me let me just jump in where you were just talking about born see it's funny the perception of born i like born i think he is growing i think he's becoming a player and i and you just touched on the fact that he makes big plays in big situations in big games he's not afraid of the big moment he shows up in the big moments and it's it's amazing the perception of him as being a guy that drops the routine ones and the easy ones, uh, he had three drops all season. Two of them came in one game. Those, those so it's it, crucial drops. Oh, but but no, I mean, but, but think like about it. But no, but listen, but listen, like listen to what I'm saying. In my mind. But listen, but listen to what I'm saying. He had three drops all season. That balls that hit him in his hand, catchable balls that he should have caught. He dropped three all season. Two of them came in one game. And if you go back and you look at the plays that he made, he is a reliable receiver. So if he's your number three, they are okay. Because at the three position, you got a guy that's a gamer. And he's only going to get more confident and better, as I said, because confidence comes from doing. When you're making big plays in playoff games, if you are making big plays in the Super Bowl, do you think you're going to be worried about whether or not you can make a play week three? You, 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 it becomes a part of you. And you, you don't question whether or not you could do it. You, you just do it. It's, it's the same thing when we were talking about Spoon. You start getting to a point where you're worried and questioning whether or not I can I make this play. And you're so pressed that I have to make this play that you become paralyzed. That's not going to happen. And then there's another guy you know, from the wide receiver position. Um, whether whether you decide to keep Sanders or not or go out, I agree with you. I think the wide receiver position is one where you can always find a guy. I think you can always find a, a, a fast guy um, that can catch. You can teach yourself to catch. Vernon Davis couldn't catch to save his life when he got in the league. <laughs> he couldn't catch. I mean, he was, he was hand-challenged, like just catch-challenged. It, it was – it was horrible watching him try and play it and make plays. But th- this guy, this guy continued to work on his craft and got better and better and better at it. And that's, that's, so you, I think you can do that. But we forgot about, um, you know, what hurt with the back. Yeah, hurt, hurt with the back, obviously. So, uh, I mean, so you still, so I'm, I'm just kind of looking at that position. That's why I'm not I'm not so worried about the um But do we know what we ha- do we know what we have there in her? Like do like does this does this run no, office know no. what they have there? Well well you know see see now, now see this is the thing. If I I started this off by saying the people upstairs have done a very good job of putting this roster together and we both feel that it is a very good roster that this is the type roster where you're not trying to fill a starting position because you have guys that can play. I have seen a guy, he's injured. I know he was injured. He. I, I don't know. Why would I assume that he is not the right guy when I've seen, I've watched Bourne develop? Seems to me that he's okay. I've watched Debo develop. Seems to me that he's okay. I'm looking, so why would I think they missed on Hurd? You know, I've seen Kittle develop, and it seems to me he's okay. Why do I – Why? Why? I'm looking at all these other positions at the offensive line, at the running back position, um, you know, the linebacker. Why would I think that they that they missed on this one? 
because because your assumption is that we don't know if he can play. My assumption is that I'm assuming that he can You're play. Assuming that he can play. Um, yes, because yeah. they've been right with so many other players. Yeah. So so Hurd is obviously a guy um, that you know there's there's a big question mark on. Um, and then Pettis, right? I, I would I would think Pettis is gone. That has run its course, right? Pettis, um, Pettis, Pettis, is, Pettis is gone. I think Breida is gone. I, I, yeah, I think I agree with you there, too. Well, they were both healthy scratches at the Super Bowl. And if you are a healthy scratch at the Super Bowl, um, that kind of means that, you know, you go from Breida to Wilson Jr. at the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year, you're saying you're telling a healthy player, I don't need you to win this. Yeah. I can win this without you. So if I so if, if you know, this, this is the one thing, uh, you know, I if if. If I can, if if I can lose without you, I can damn sure try to win without you. That's a, that's a, what a what a season for Matt Breida, right? I mean, it, it started out with him essentially being the starter. Um, yeah, and, and then he has that that great game on Monday night against the Browns, and you know people were kind of talking about him, and then it, it just. I mean, it just kind of tells you like the life of the NFL, right? Like it, it can I mean, in, in an instant. Um, a play, a play can make or break you. You drop, you drop a ball at the wrong time, it can cost you. Yeah, and and he you had some ball security issues this year. That yeah, you give you give up a touchdown at the wrong time, it can cost you. You throw an interception at the wrong, it can, it that's you're right. You miss a block at the wrong time. This game does not protect anyone, and it is incredible how you can go from being the hero. To the goat in a matter of not even not even a season in in just a few plays. That's that's the lead. That's the pressure. Yeah. I so so I say wide receiver. You say a pass rusher. I think we both agree, right? If if we're going to prioritize this thing, well, not necessarily in any order, but the top three three needs would be. I say D line. You say pass rusher. So we're pretty much same mm-hmm. thing there. Yeah. Uh, Wide receiver and secondary, right? And and I put a I I put an asterisk next to offensive line for the simple fact that you cannot sacrifice anything there, right? Like you you need to make sure that that is solidified. Like we saw how that worked out with the Rams, right? Where they mm-hmm. they went from having you know best O line in 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 the league or one of the top O lines in the league, they sacrificed um, opportunities there and. And it it came back and and it hurt him. Um, so uh, you look at Justin School as a guy. Obviously, you want to bring him back. Um, yeah, and see that's where we you that's where you and I disagree on the offense. I think the I think the biggest priority on offense is offensive line. You think wide receiver. I think offensive line. Yeah, oh, I beg your pardon. School school is school is school is uh school is wrapped up. Um, but Brunskill. Uh, is a guy who he showed, you know, he played a lot of valuable downs this year. And also uh-huh. Ben Garland as well. He came in and pre- played some really valuable downs this year. So, I mean, you can't, you have, obviously, you have to be more than just five strong at that position, right? You, be- you better have some guys that can come in from a depth, from a depth perspective and to be able to fill in in case a, you know, a guy, in, in case a, a Joe Staley goes down or in case a Rich Berg goes down or, or what have you. Um, and so Agreed. you you cannot you cannot sacrifice there. So I mean I put a I put a big asterisk right there by offensive line because I think that that kind of supersedes everything, especially when you look at what this team wants to do from a running perspective, right? You can, if 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 you ain't got those guys up front, it, it ain't you can you can run it, you can play action all you want, ain't it ain't happening. <laughs> 
you know. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so, and, and we case in point. I mean, you just look look down south to the Rams and nine and seven, and and, and them missing um, the playoffs because they sac they sacrificed um, quality there on the offensive line. Um, no, the the Rams missed the playoffs because the Rams sac the the Rams missed the playoffs not because they sacrificed the offensive line. I think they had they had bodies. The Rams missed the playoffs because they were still playing the season before. Uh, they they truly truly were caught up in the fact that what they had done would continue to work, and that's not the league. NFL doesn't work that way. It, it's just not going to work that way. The pl- the plays that were working consistently for the 49ers will not work consistently for the 49ers this next season. Yeah, they won't because ev- because every every defensive coordinator is sitting down saying, how do we stop this play? It killed us. We have to stop this play. Now, you can tweak those plays, and that's what smart and uh, offensive minds will do, but you can't do what you did the, the previous season, and that's what the Rams did. So, I, so you know, I think, yeah, they did lose some bodies, but they were still caught up in trying to do the exact same thing with the new bodies. You can't do that. I don't think Kyle is going to do that offensively. I think they will continue. Uh, to move and, and do some things, um, the, the the offense, the basis of the offense will be the same. But I think they're smarter than that. I just, I just do. Maybe it's because it's my colors, but I just see them being smarter and having an example right here in their division. Yeah, <laughs> I think it only helps. You know, a, 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 an example on how to do it incorrectly. I mean, you know, I think uh, I think we'll come back and maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll, we'll rank. Our top free agents, in in order, in order priority for to be resigned for this team. But but before we do that, um, not today, obviously, but in in the, in the later pod. But, okay. before, but before we do that, let's we both mentioned the secondary, right? So let's let's take a look at the secondary right now. Um, Jason Verrett is up. Uh, I think I don't I don't think he returns. I. Um, yeah, I definitely and you know what I'm so it, it's his career was derailed by injury. Yeah, just, it's so unfortunate. It's, he was so good. He's he's so good when healthy. Yeah, I mean he he he, he truly is a Pro Bowl talent when he's healthy. Absolutely. And he he just can't. I was so excited for him to get on this team because I was like, that's the corner that they needed. Um, but he just cannot stay healthy, and it's a shame. So Verrett's up, Dante Johnson is up, um, E Man is up, and uh Jimmy Ward is up as well. Okay. So, so you look at those guys. Um did E Man do enough to, well, to well, solidify, you, you know, them them giving him, you know, a, a contract bringing him back? Oh well, they can make him. They can. Uh, I mean, E Man is, is uh, free agent, so you make a tender offer of him. It's not going to cost him a lot of money. They 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 they're going to make the the minimum tender to him. So of course you bring him back. He's he's shown that you that he can start. The guy started the Super Bowl. Yeah. So of course, so of course you bring him back. You know that he can play for you. Even even if you want to upgrade the position, you still bring him back because this is a guy that you know can come in and and play if necessary. If, if worst case scenario, you he's your third corner. He's your third corner. Yeah. So so yeah, you bring him back without question. Uh, Jimmy Ward is a, I say a question mark just for a simple fact that if there's a name that I that I've heard the most just from reading or 
talking heads or whatnot in terms of who may not be back. I don't know why Jimmy Ward's name keeps coming up. Um, I obviously would like to see him back. Uh, would say you. I think Jimmy Ward should be back. Jimmy Ward's issue uh, has been health. He's shown uh, that when healthy, he can play. Now, the question is because still he's yet to play 16 games for you. So the question is, do you believe he's over that hump? Um, what are the injuries and, and that, that cost him this season and how much do you know about this? So that's the hard part. I think Jimmy is a valuable part to what you, the way he plays, um, the way he tackles, um, being that back end. He, he reminds me a lot of Ryan Clark when Ryan Clark was with Pittsburgh. Yeah. And by that, I mean, you know, Troy. I think that's a good comp. Troy, good Troy was Troy, Troy was the guy that was flashy and diving over and making all the plays. But the glue to that secondary, the guy that was lining everyone up, the guy that was always there when that dive over the top by Troy didn't work, and there was a gape, gaping hole in the defense and had to make that one-on-one tackle, it was always Ryan Clark. Yeah. He always he all he never missed that last minute tackle. He always kept the guy. And I, I was watching when they lost to Tebow in Denver Broncos up there wide, Ryan Clark didn't play. play in Denver. Yeah, he didn't play. Wasn't on the field. Ryan Clark makes that tackle. He he tackles that slant. He always tackled. And that's why I look at Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward is one of those guys, and there are some players and a and a lot of them with the secondary are like, well, you gotta get more interceptions and you gotta get more plays. People you gotta understand the value of a tackle. See, you know, that every everyone gets so enamored by a guy intercepting the ball. Sometimes tackling the guy when everyone else is going and making them line up again, and then you get off the field three plays later, it's a huge commodity to have. And Jimmy makes that tackle. Jimmy is that guy. So what I I want Jimmy to come back, and this is the thing that I I do have to use against, and I mentioned it earlier, like with Emmanuel Sanders. If you think a guy is part of your team moving forward and he's important to what you do to be a champion, then the value is there. You you ha- you pay the guy if you think you have to have him. The issue with Ward is the injuries. I I know I need you. Because I need someone who can do that. If but I can only put so much into you as a player if you're only going to play eight games, ten games. Because I still need you see my point. Because I still need that type person and that type player at that position. Yeah. So I got to put that. But so I got to get two of you. So that's so that's where it comes in. So how much? How much? How much can I put this? So that's that's my dip. That's the way I look at putting it together. So Emmanuel. So with with the Emmanuel Sanders issue, you're going to be out there the majority of the time. Do I have to have you? Because if I have to have you, ten million is no different than eleven million. There's no different than twelve million. I know it's a lot of money, but what I'm saying is, if I have to have you, I have to have you. So it's the same that position. I have to have a Jimmy Ward. I have to have someone that can make those tackles. I have to have someone that that's dependable at that position. How much, and and I got to have it. So if I have to divide that between two people, three people, that's going to cut down on his money. 
So that's that's where the issue comes in because Jimmy has not shown me how many games did he miss this year. You know, he hasn't he, shown me that he can play sixteen. Yeah, yeah, he he did not. He's only played sixteen once in his career. He but it was a career year for him in nineteen. He played a he played uh, he had a career high thirteen starts. Um, yeah, he played in thirteen games. He started started every one of them. He had a career high in tackles as well. He had six, sixty tackles um, during the twenty nineteen season. So it was a career year for him in in certain instances. But I mean, you mentioned the the injury issues, right? The the two the, the two seasons, the previous seasons combined, he played in sixteen games. Yeah. Um, so that's so that's the thing with Jimmy. It's it's a question of him understanding that that there is a value to that. And and because if I if you if I can get thirteen to sixteen out of you every year, I want sixteen. But if I can get thirteen to sixteen out of you every year, then you know there's a certain value to that. Yeah. Um, because I'm paying you for sixteen, and you got to be there the majority of that sixteen. So that's that's where I am with Jimmy. I think Jimmy should come back. I, I would like to see him there. Uh, he uh, a healthy Jimmy has shown me that he is a first round talent. Yeah. There's no question. And I think the secondary is better with him, uh, and and you're gonna you're gonna have to pay a lot more, you're gonna have to pay a lot more to get that player at that position, right now. Yeah, it's gonna, it's if, gonna you're, be a lot if you're more, and you can't somebody. expect to find it in a rookie. No, no, no. Yeah, it, yeah. One name that's come up is Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Um, in terms of you know once the the on the rumor mill, people uh, have mentioned him. As a possible, I'll take target. Jimmy. I'll take Jimmy over Haha. Yeah, no, I, I like Jimmy, and it's been a it, it was a career year for him. I think he 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 showed he showed a, a stability and, and an opportunity that kind of kind of solidifies solidify things back there on that back end. I thought he was just I thought he was just a constant. He was he was consistent. He was he was just a pro. Um, Absolutely, and 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 he made he made he just made plays, you know, like n- nothing was necessarily flashy, but he was he was reliable, um, and and that's something that, you know, we couldn't really have said much, couldn't really have said about him prior to the 2019 season. So, um, obviously, it being a contract year, you know, those things kind of kind of go into play play a role. I mean, it seems like guys, you know, on on a contract year, they tend to always, you know, step it up a notch. Um, but I, I think he's certainly certainly worthy of bringing back. I certainly would like to have him back. Um, and, and so, and, but to go back to the Emmanuel Sanders thing for, for for a second, I would. So I would much rather have him than not, just for the simple fact that. And you tell me how important this is. Um, I think just for the simple fact that he's a veteran in that room. Right, mm-hmm. and you got you got a lot of young guys. You know, born born's a young guy, Debo obviously a young guy, Heard a young guy. Um, you got all these youngsters. You know, and, and if you draft somebody at the wide receiver position, which I think they probably will, it probably won't be at thirty one, but probably later on in the draft. If you draft yeah, you somebody, always, they yeah. are, they, that that's going to be a, a young guy as well. So you would, whether it's Emmanuel Sanders or or, or someone else, like I, I think you would want to have a vet in that room. What, what, what are your thoughts about that? No, agreed, agreed. It's it's the same um, importance that Sherm has uh, to the DB room, and you know I've said that from the start that you you need guys to teach players, young players, how to be pros, and you need to teach and you need guys to teach young players how to be championship pros. Sherm's a championship pro. Um, it, it's it's not just you know he's an all pro player, he's a pro bowler, he's a champion, 
And there's a certain way you have to go about your business. There are certain expectations and pressures uh, that you and standards you put on yourself to do that. Emmanuel Sanders is the same way. So this this guy understands what it takes to play at that level, how you have to prepare, how you have to work day in and day out. So, yes, that that there is important. There is a certain importance to that certain value. That's why when you first said, well, you know, it, it, 10 million, that's the number. But if it gets higher than that, he's got to go. Well, no, if he's got to be there, he's got to be there. That, that see, that's that's how I view certain players. If if I understand his importance to the team then i find a way to work it out and i do believe that sanders is that type player to where it's not just about the balls that he catches it's not just about the routes that he runs it's about the mindset that he provides for that room and if you're not going to give it to him you got to give it to another guy yeah so I'm with you on that. So that so that's where I was saying people a lot of you get caught up. It's the Jimmy Ward thing. Well, he doesn't get any interceptions. Well, he does a lot of other things that you have to have, and there is a certain value on those things. And I can find another guy to get interceptions. And when we get back to the secondary, I can we'll talk about that. But yeah, but that's that's why I'm with Emmanuel. And so the question that's why I ask you that: How important do you think he is? I think he's very important. I think we saw a rise in the in that in production in that room. Um, I, I think you saw a certain swag on the, in those guys on the field after he came. So is, is there is there is there a number where you cut it off? Uh, well, there's always a number because you know there's a there's a real salary cap. There's a hard cap. There's always a number, but. Do, it, if he is important to the room, there's a way to do it. It's just like the Sherman deal. Well, Richard Sherman, he, you know, he wanted fourteen million dollars or whatever it was. Well, we're not paying you fourteen million. We're going to structure it so you get your fourteen million if you do this. Okay, you see what I'm saying? There's always a way. If you want a guy to be around, you can find a way to put the money there to get it done. And that's what I mean. If a guy is if he if he's important, he's important. If he's not, he's not. So if he if 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 a guy is not a part of your plan at 11 million, but he's a part of your plan at 12 million. I'm sorry. He's a part of your plan at 10 million. He's not a part of your plan. You're just saying he's a good player and I want him here, but I don't have to have him to win. You you know, they're not going to go to Garoppolo and say, well, we don't have to have him to win. You feel like he's a part of your plan. You see my point? Yeah. And that's 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 what I mean. If a guy's a part of your plan, he's a part of your plan. The money doesn't matter. And so you, and that's you believe I, Sanders is, is a part of the plan? I believe that I I believe that Sanders is the guy right now that is very important to those young guys developing. I think him coming back for another year would be huge. Him him being around and these guys watching him work through OTAs, watching him work through training camp watching you know that that development and being around and see this is this is what a pro does even coming off of a year like that yeah we had a good year but being able to say you know what that doesn't mean crap we need to do this that's important i I really do and it's important for the young guys to see that so if you're not going to pay emmanuel sanders to do that who are you going to pay? Because you, we've touched. You have to pay someone to do that. 
there, there's there's importance to that. So you give the money to someone that's already in that room that has the rapport, that has the guy's ear, that has shown that he has the ability to perform on the, in those situations um, because there's saying it is one thing, but being on the field and doing it, that's another. We know that. So who are you going to pay? And how much are you going to have to pay to get somebody from somewhere else? So it's the same thing because that there there is value to that position and that veteran leadership you pay for it. And sometimes it's it's not a bottom line business. You put a premium on that. I think he's an important part of things moving forward. I personally do. I'm not one of those that's like, oh, well, you can let him go. That's it. Yeah, you can let him go, but you're going to put the same money into it. You, you, you have to, you have to get that. And, and I think there's, there's a certain extra value to what he has, even as opposed to an Odell Beckham. More on that in a second, but first, ED, you got a very special PSA. Absolutely. I have a pubic service announcement, man. You thought it was going to say public service announcement, but it's a pubic service announcement. It's a brand new trimmer. It's the best on the market. It's the third generation lawnmower 3.0 manscaping trimmer. It is now available for purchase. We talk about features. The leading cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. That means myself personally, I'm not trying to get the nads nicked. I'm over it. I've gone through that before using my wife's shaving equipment. And now that there is something just for the fellas, trust me, it works nice and smooth. Nothing to worry about in any matter whatsoever. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code believe at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use Code B-L-E-A-V, and as always, your balls will thank you. Most certainly. If, if, if the Niners said they could get Odell Beckham today, I'd be like, please. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, because, you know, the talent is just ridiculous. There's, there's no way. Yes, Jimmy just got better. Jimmy just became such a better quarterback if he gets Odell Beckham. Um, yes, but now there is something that Emmanuel Sanders brings to a locker room that Odell just can't. But how how does how does Odell affect that room, though? Dude, do, do, do you realize that nobody cares about good anything other than good players? How, but how I, but I'm, I'm, I'm I'm talking about from the standpoint of like all the because uh, we're talking about Emmanuel Sanders as a vet, but not just a vet, like the right vet. Like he's a ingratiated himself into. Um, the culture here, like he 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 quickly bought in. He quickly became just a good teammate, right? And and not only that, you know, uh, someone who these younger guys were able to watch and grow and learn from. So from like from that standpoint, like not 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 on the field, but just from not necessarily on the field from a production standpoint, because we all know, you know, Odell, you know, he rolled out of bed and he's got a hundred catches, you know, over the course of a season, but the just from from that standpoint, in, in terms of of just being a veteran and somebody that guys can look to and 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 things of that nature, like how 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 would an Odell fit in that role? But well, now see, number one, you can't separate one from the other because that's what you're saying. Okay, this guy's got to come in and be massively productive, uh, but we don't need to talk about that. No, you you can't separate one from the other. 
Um, the, the massive production is how you lead. There are a lot of different ways to lead, and it's not all by. Well, saying I, mean, that I wouldn't I, say Emmanuel had massive production. I mean, did he did he perform? Oh. Did he produce? Absolutely, but I, I wouldn't say it was like like when you talk about his production versus an Odell Beckham Jr.'s production. I mean, I think I think you're talking next level, right? I, I now, think they're two but, different but, tiers. Yes, but now, but listen to what I listen to what I said when I first mentioned Odell being there. I said I would love to have that massive talent on the team. I said, but Emmanuel Sanders brings something to the table that Odell can't. Odell Odell can't say Odell can't say that this he, he doesn't because it hasn't happened. He can't say that this leads to a championship, that this is the mindset afterwards. Like you, this is the way you have to approach the, 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 the offseason after that good season you, because he hasn't gone through that. So that's why I say you still need that presence. Now, as far as Odell and his leadership and fitting in, and you said about being a good, you know, Sanders being a good teammate. No one's ever said that Odell's a bad teammate. It's funny how these perceptions get up there. He, Odell doesn't do anything but go and 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 work. But is he a, is play. he a leader? Can he can he be a leader? Like, cause if he yes, came into yes. this if he came into this leadership. room, he would have to be he would have to be the leader of that room, right? Leaders, leadership, leadership, production on the field, production on the field gives you the right to be a leader product guys will follow someone and and just be, and understand this you can lead and not have to talk there's this there's this there's this perception that leadership means i have to stand up and give speeches and i have to yell and scream at guys no if you're producing if you're going out producing playing tough smart hard-nosed football you're making plays when it matters Guys tend to follow that. Guys will look to that and say, I have to play at that level. Guys will say that this is someone I can count on and, and depend on, and I can't let them down. That is leadership. It's not always the guy that stands up and, and makes the speech. Yeah, no, you, can, you can certainly lead action. Actions can certainly be uh, – you can certainly lead by your actions. I, I, I don't discredit that whatsoever, but – I don't know. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, this, this. Hey, yeah, so no, I mean, so we can. I, I, no, this was fun. I, I love you. We can. You can throw another player out there. I but, no, I, I, I want to stick. I want to. I want to stick with Odell because okay. he was. Uh, he was in some. I mean, he was a young guy himself. He still is a relatively relatively. Yeah, young he's guy. a young guy. People forget um, that he's a young guy. But but he was in some sort of a leadership role with the Giants, right? I go back to. No, the, no, 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 no. You know what? Okay, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'll let you. Finish. I think you know where I'm going with this, right? The the Sterling Shepherd's rookie year, right? I think they made the playoffs. They may have had a bye or something. They uh -huh. that, or, or or maybe it wasn't the playoffs. Maybe it might have just been the bye. I don't remember what it was, but it was the 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 whole Miami thing, right? They they're uh -huh. down in Miami and you know mm -hmm. taking pictures for the gram, this, that, and the other. And he got absolutely torched for that. I didn't necessarily think it was a big deal, but because it's him, you know, obviously, you know, he uh -huh. got absolutely, you uh -huh. know, ridiculed uh, be, beca yeah. because of that. Um, yeah. Like, like how, like how does that, like, like what are your thoughts about that as as it relates to to leadership? Like, how does that stuff play? Uh, that right there didn't affect me at all. You you know you know what used to happen when I played? We would go to Vegas. We would go and hang out. I mean, we would be at Tyson fights. We would be all over the place. I mean, you know, I can't even tell you how many how many times, you know, 
Tim McDonald and myself and and hell, Dennis Rodman, all of us on the craft table. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, dude, dude, we used to we used to get out and have some fun. And but you know the difference. Hold on, this might this might no have Instagram. to be for the uncut pod. This might have to be Hold for the up. uncut pod. There, there was no Instagram. There was no there was no um, Twitter. So if you weren't at the craps table, you didn't know we were there. Doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It still happened. But but that's the difference. So you're talking about his leadership. It was a bye week. They didn't have a game. Guess what? The coaches listen, the coaches gave them time off. When we got time off, guys would leave. Guys would go with their families. Guys would do what they wanted to do. And then when it's time to come back and work, then you work. That had no bearing. Him going to Miami had nothing to do with them losing that game. They got up there in that cold and they lost. I played in that cold. It'll get you. And that that that's just part of it. They lost the game. It's a bad look when you have that because that's what's going to happen. People are going to talk about the negative. Get the, remember, you're dealing with grown men. H- had they won, it had been oh, a great bonding experience, it's, yes. right? There you go. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's just it's the optics. If you win, it, it would have been because of that trip. It would have been like this guy – rallied his guys together that time spent together is what made them so much better and we've seen that all we've seen that all the time you see all these things tom brady he gets all of his receivers and they come out and they stay together and they work out and they do all of these things if they have a bad year it's going to be those guys spent all that time around one another and they realize that they didn't like one another and and fight started and all these type things it's it's just that's just how it's going to be. Uh, so I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Those guys, it was their off week. They didn't miss practice. <laughs> you know, they didn't, they weren't late for meetings. They were there when they were supposed to be. And it, it's no different than if those guys had stayed in New York. So what would have been the difference if they had stayed in New York and gone out every night? And those pictures were in Times Square as opposed to on South Beach. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, the, it's the Deion Sanders thing, man, at the Super Bowl. When they were like, you missed curfew on a Wednesday. You're like, dude, it's Wednesday. We go out every Wednesday. You go out every Wednesday. Why are you talking to me about a Wednesday? That might be my favorite story from this whole podcast experience. But, they, that, that, but so that, yeah, so, so that, that's not a lack of leadership. That's, I, that, that's not being a bad teammate. Now, he had a bad game in a playoff game. If you have a bad game in the playoffs, then, okay, that's something for us to talk about because you're a star. You can't have a bad day. <laughs> I, I, I need my – to win playoff games, my stars have to be stars. You know, and that's just, that's just how it is. You can't have a bad day. Uh, I need you to play big in those moments. And that's, that's what he did. So, so back to that, I, there is no way in hell I would be concerned about Odell fitting in with the 49ers. The dude just wants to win, and he's a talented player. It's not his fault that he's a rock star. He, he, he didn't ask for that. He just came in and played, and he's, he's a rock star. I don't care. I don't care if he's making plays. That's, that's what's going to happen. When Prime came to us, in perfect example, when Prime, Prime was this incredible, we used to watch him down in Atlanta and like, goodness gracious, when we'd watch the film, like, did you see him break on that out route? But then we'd also go to Atlanta and beat them down twice a year. Yeah. We played them. Okay. But then when Prime came, because remember, we were pretty good when he came. We were already pretty good. 
and prime and prime came and, and people forget that it's, it's always funny the stories were it's always like okay it was like that one year we were the number one defense in the league the following year with, with the dallas yeah so people forget we were a good team a good secondary a good defense but prime came and prime became a rock star he became a rock star because now he was on a winning team he was doing all these things see that was the difference back then you had to win now with Instagram and all these things and all the highlights and the YouTube, you can you can become just, a rock star yeah, just from from the play and attention. Yeah. Odell's a rock star. So being a rock star doesn't negate his ability to still perform on the field and for guys to follow him. If you're winning, if you're produ- if you're producing, if you're around good guys and playmakers, you want good players on your team. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if there are guys that wouldn't want Odell on their team. I'd be shocked because he's just, he's just too productive. Why would you not want that? I can tell you question was asked to me when Deion Sanders, when they first talked about the trade for Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders coming to the team. So if you can go back and look it up, you'll find it. Someone asked me, how did I feel about him? And I told him, I said, guys, I want all the good players on my team. Period. Yeah, that's how. That's how it is. I'm not. I'm. I was never concerned. I was never concerned about keeping my job and what's going on. It's like when Prime came. He came in and first thing he said, he was like, "Guys, let's let's just have this talk because we know we don't need any animosity. We're all here for the same reason." He and he was like, "Now y'all know darn well somebody's got to come off the field. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with that, but." All, we're, we're all in this room and we're trying to win. And that's how it was. And I mean, and it was, it was like one of those deals where it was like, cause we don't know him. He doesn't know us. And he, and he's just like, we know darn well, somebody's got to come off the field. It's going to be one of those things. However it shakes out, we got a job to do and we're going to do our job. And then that's, that's, and that's how it was. And they decided, Hey, you know what? This is the mix. You know, we think we're going to take Dana, Dana Hall. You got to come off the field. Merton, we, we're going to move. We're going to try to move. We're going to move you. And, and that's, it's, it's just it's one of those things where you you just you want the good players, man. And I think that that we got this turned into an Odell Beckham conversation, which I don't think is a bad one. But I, I definitely think that he would help. I, that that would be that's a trade that if could happen. I was I was before Emmanuel Sanders. I, I was down for it. I'm down for it now. Yeah, and I I, I think um, I think well, you said it right. He's a he's a rock star, and and I think people lose sight of that. Either they lose sight of it, or they're not even really sure what it means. But I think that puts a lot of things. I I think that that answers a lot of questions people may have about him including myself um i think talking to you a lot of our conversations we've had off the air talking to you about him um has kind of changed my tune as it relates to him a little bit um well let, let me say this this is the thing that people kittle because all oh, everyone's listening you know how you feel about kittle 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 is a star he is a star he's an all pro star player in the nfl he's a star player for the 49ers Odell Beckham Jr. is the guy that the league, so this that the NFL sends overseas when they want to do their PR stuff. 
the, he's the guy that they sent overseas to stand on balconies in England in Germany where people where you have thousands of people standing outside of his window to take a picture of him like it's Michael Jackson. That's yeah. the difference. That's what I mean. He's a rock star. The league knows that he, he he's he's just not a, an all pro player. He, he's he's he, he's next level. He's next level. This this dude has more world popularity than Tom Brady. That's what I mean. He's a rock star. It's different. Yeah. So so I so 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 that right there, the perception, and the things that are going to be said about him is viewed differently. Now let's get rid of all of that. Football player. I mean, I I don't know if there are many wide receivers that are better than him. I, I just don't think that there are many that are better than him. I know the 49ers current roster doesn't have one that's better than him. Do you think so? No, I, I, from from a talent perspective, from just a numbers perspective. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, right? I mean, he he. I mean, touchdowns have been down the last couple of years, but he he's been over a thousand yards and in, in all. Well, touchdowns have been down because he's been with um, Eli and yeah, then Big um, Bang and then. And then, yeah, yeah. Mayfield. And so, I mean, and that, that he can't really, he can't really help that. But he's he's still over a thousand yards. Like he's he's had a, he had another thousand yard receiving season uh, in twenty nineteen. Um, the I only, can tell only you year right he now. didn't was that year that he got hurt. And that's the only time if he hadn't you, been over a thousand. If you put if you put Odell Beckham in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I guarantee you he will have double digit touchdowns. And he will have a minimum. He'll, this dude will be thirteen to fourteen hundred yards and double digit touchdowns, year in year out, because what he will get that he hasn't had in the last three four years is an offensive coordinator that can actually scheme him open. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, that's Kyle. Key. Even even the guys that you want to double. Kyle knows how to scheme them open, and that's what that's what he hasn't had. You can't beat a guy off the line of scrimmage every play. You can't beat a double team every play. You have to be able to scheme guys open. We saw him do it in Washington. We saw him do it with Julio. Um, I, I'm sure he'd be able to do it with Odell. <laughs> so, so that's so that's the thing. So any any Niners fan that's saying, "Oh, there's no way, there's no way," I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that headache. No, you, you, if you're talking about winning the championship, get all the good players on your team. Yeah, that's, that's my opinion. yeah. I, I was there. I I I was there in, in terms of you know the headache and all that. Um, I, I'm I'm not too far removed from that. Um, and I, and just full transparency, probably there, there still may be a, a little bit of hesitancy on my part, but, um, if there's an opportunity, then, uh, I mean, I feel you, you, you definitely have to look at it. You definitely have to entertain it. And now, and then you, you start to talk about price tag and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, what, what Cleveland may be asking for, um, you know, for his services, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he's got a new head coach there and who, who's an offensive guy. Who you know may try to find ways, uh, you know, to use him. So I mean, you know, he, he may stay pat. I don't know. It's a long off season. I mean, there there's been rumors that he wants out. He's he's come out and said that you know he's good. He wants to be there. So I mean, we we don't know. But I know that, um, you know, it it's it, it's a it, it's a crazy off season. 
and, and so you never know what yeah what or you know what one and one thing because we did all this on Odell and with the secondary um because I think they, they do have to upgrade I think you have to go come out of this draft or free agency you have to come out with um a corner and I and as far as we talk, Jimmy Ward and I and I and I don't want to get well we can go as much as you want to go but Jimmy Ward I think you, you maintain because I think there's an importance to that position. But the way you upgrade on the turnovers, see, I I would actually go to Sherm and, and start talking to him about moving inside. I would move Sherm inside. Inside would, like I, to a like to safety. a nickel or like a safety? Safety. I would oh. I would I would I I would put Sherm in at the safety position and and look at uh, bringing in other corners. Can Sherm still play corner? Yes. Yes, Sherm can still play corner. Now, straight line speed, we saw in the playoffs. Straight straight line speed, guys can get it. But Sherm is smart enough to not put himself in those situations for the most. He's a really good corner. He's a cerebral guy. He understands the game, leveraging angles, all that stuff. You don't make Pro Bowl. You're not, you don't get named to the All-Pro team if you're not playing well. Sherm's playing well. So it's not even a question of that. I think Sherm can play just as well inside. He has the body. He can hold up. You put Sherm next to Jimmy Ward in the middle of the field. Now, you let's get some corners. So now, so that's my thing. I can upgrade the corner position. Moving Sherm in, I immediately have upgraded. I've upgraded the the corner. I mean, the safety position uh, because I, I've brought in some some ball skills there. I got some guys that that can play at at a higher level right there. So, so I, I, I have that. I, I think that would help. And it's, it's the Merton Hanks thing. So, so think about it now, not only, not only do I have a smart player in there, a rangy player in there, but I have a guy So you mentioned that when I move him inside to nickel, well, look, I got all of that now. Look, look, look how your coverage um, ability has expanded. If you put that in the middle of the field, if you have Jimmy Ward who can play, it, corner slot safety you put Sherm in there now you get two guys outside now let me get two long fast guys outside and, and and coach them up on how to play i i just think the, the, the secondary improves that way so you so who are you move, so so are you move, so are you are you flip-flopping Sherm and jimmy ward or are you moving Sherm to to, to safety and putting tart on the bench I, I'm, I'm moving Sherm. I'm, oh yeah, I'm moving Sherm to um, safety. I, I would, I would go with Jimmy Ward and Sherm, and and Tart would be my guy. He'd come in on nickel. And he's he's gonna play. He's gonna play. I, I mean, if if I if if Sherm is up to that position, I, I think I get more playmaking ability. This is no knock on Tart. This is like I said, it's the same move. It's the Merton Hank Dana Hall situation. Dana. It wasn't that Dana was a bad safety. Merton was just, it was like, okay, I, I provide more playmaking ability to that position. I got a guy now that can cover. He can make the tackles. He can line people up, but he also has better ball skills. He makes more plays. And that's, that's how I'm looking at it. And it's not like that Dana didn't play. He was still a part of our, our nickel, our dime packages. He still played. But it's like I I I need to get that every down 
playmaker on the field more. So I don't think there's 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 a question that I I think if if I if I'm looking at the three guys Tart, Ward, Sherm, which two are the bigger playmakers? Yeah, I'd probably Sherm and. I mean, Ward, Ward is consistent. Ward is cons- do you consider Ward a playmaker? I mean, he's he's consistent. Well, we've already had this. We've already had this discussion on the importance of making tackles. Yeah, I mean, so in that in that aspect, I mean, I, I would say Ward, but I think so. So that so that that answers the question. So I'm saying those are the two biggest playmakers. So if I have, and, and it's what we talked about with Palomalo and Brian Clark. I got one guy that's flashy and can make the plays with the ball skills in Sherm. I got another guy that's going to be there to make the tackles, that's going to line everybody up, and he'll come from time to time. He'll get his hands on balls as well. I, I look at now, and I also have two guys that can cover. So now I'm not worried about a back in a slot. I'm not. I'm not so worried about matching up with tight ends with my DBs. The co- the coverage skills that you have are tremendous. What you are allowed to do with your defense, even when they bring in that extra wide receiver. There are times that, you know what, what teams want to put, they want to put certain formations out and they want to spread you out so that they can run the ball. Well, guess what? I get to leave my linebackers on the field because I can stay in my base defense because my two safeties can cover your slot guys. It, it, it just gives you an advantage. So what about, I mean, Sherm, you know, he's, he's, he's made that left corner, and he's been synonymous as a left corner. So, so what about that hole you have now? Like, are are you looking at the draft? Are you looking at free agency? Um, both. I'm looking at both to fill that hole. Yes, I'm looking at I'm looking at both because I'm looking at corners anyway. I'm I'm, I'm looking at corners. I the 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 corner position wasn't championship level. It wasn't championship right, so, level. So so let us just say let's just say let's just say this just. Just for the sake of conversation, since it's the off season and that's what we do. If 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 you move Sherm, right? You move Sherm. You got Sherm. You got Ward. You got Tart. You got, you got a little three head monster there at safety. Tart can come in. He can he can relieve guys. Um, you got E Man at one spot, provided they resign him, which we think they will. Um, what? <laughs> I don't think this yeah, is going to happen. I don't think this is going to happen. But if 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 you have, have Spoon and E Man going into training camp as your as your top two corners, are you okay with that? Uh, well, I'm not going into camp with Spoon and E Man as my top two corners. I'm going to bring in other corners. And, and, and you know what? No. So they, am, am I okay going into camp with those guys as my top two corners? Yes, because they know the system. They can go in. But I'm going to bring in other guys. I'm going to draft some corners. You, you're going to draft corners like wide receivers every year. You're going to draft these guys because. Um, they're the smallest smallest bodies on the field, and you are always got to concern yourself with injury. That's number one. Then the position is just so competitive. Um, I'm going to give Spoon another chance. Why? Because Spoon is he, he's you know talented. He has the he has everything right now. He's just got to get out of his own head. Yeah, so head. I'm I'm going to give him the opportunity this off season to get out of his head. I wouldn't cut bait on him. I'm going to give him an opportunity to get back into a rhythm, get healthy, get himself back playing because physically there is no question that he has what it takes to do the job. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a question of him just being of him, just getting his head straight. So that, so that much I, I want to do um, as far as 
How do you view K1? What, what do I do with K1? No, how do you view him? How do I? Is, um, is, is, is he is he is he just a just a nickel guy in your opinion, or does he have the oper- Does he do you, do you think he has the ability to have a much larger role? I, well, you know what? He's a guy that I feel like I can I can bring in and, and that he can play and perform in a lot of different roles. And that's what happens in, in some situations. Um, the problem with the guy like um, K1 is that you get viewed as a tweener. And when you get viewed as a tweener, you don't have a specific role. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you, when you can play the nickel and you can play safety and you can play corner – then you don't get looked at as a because like right now the conversation that we're having you it started when I say move Sherm inside well you're like he's the left corner like Sherm Sherm's the left corner he's a left corner like Sherm so so it's like it's it's this image of moving him somewhere else on the field it throws you off when you're viewed as this utility guy that is sometimes what prevents you from having a specific position. And, and being viewed as the guy that can start and and um, take over. And that's K1? Yes, that's yeah. K1. Yeah. Are you an important piece? Yes. Yes, you, you are. It, it's, 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 the, it's the offensive lineman that the, that's the utility guy. You are, you are always an important piece, but no one ever looks at you. It's funny when you can back up everyone, but there's always we got to get a starting – tackle or a starting guard and we got to get a center but we have this guy that can play every position so so that's that's what i mean when so when you get viewed as that utility guy you become the utility guy and your position now becomes starter on the special teams because every, everyone in the league everyone on the roster is a starter you're either a starter at, on defense offense or teams every, every, every you you have to start somewhere to get a job in the nfl the only the only person that gets the, the opportunity to not start, and he's normally the holder, is on teams is the, the backup quarterback. Yeah, but you 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 have you have to be a starter on teams, offense or defense. K one is a starter on teams. That's how he's viewed because he's a utility guy on defense. Uh, important piece, but that's a piece that's always interchangeable. So that's that's part of. It. So I, I so I don't know. W- would you have him in the competition at the corner position? Yes. Um, but I but I I kind of do think that to, uh, this uh, uh, the offense. I'm sorry. The, the secondary could upgrade by moving Sherm inside. Um, I'm I'm the DB coach there. I would talk to them about moving Sherm inside and having that conversation with Sherm. Moving him inside, and it's not that I he can't play corner. I know you can play corner. You just you just finished an all pro year at corner. I'm not. That's not even concerned. I think you could do the same thing at the safety position. I I think you could help solidify the defense at the safety position and upgrade the secondary. That's already a good secondary. I think you could upgrade the secondary by doing that. And and we can find corners. We can we can find corners because I I also think that that you do need to upgrade the corner position, even Sherm's position. As good as Sherm is, his straight line speed, and and, and I saw it. I, we saw it in the playoffs. Yeah. His straight line speed is not what it used to be. 
because that was one thing that people always kind of slept on yeah. is how straight line Sherm could run. Because he, he's such a long strider, people kind of long strider. Sherm could run. I mean, you never you never saw guys running away from Sherm on deep balls. You never saw that. And and his his straight line speed is just not it's not what it was. Now you put him back in space at the safety position, and that's negated. We all know how Sherm can read patterns and discern and dissect what's happening in front of him. So put him back in the space. You can't tell me that the defense doesn't get better on the back end. And he can still cover. <laughs> yeah. So so I I mean to me to me it's a no brainer. And so that so that's the thing about it. So so let's get out of our feels about okay, we like Quan and and we like this guy. Oh, like we like K1, we like this guy. We like, you know all, all of these things like this is how I'm looking at improving the secondary. I think that I think Sherman's side is a major step on improving the secondary. Now let's go out and find some corners. I'm going to give I'm going to give Spoon an opportunity. I'm going to give E-Man an opportunity. I'm going to give both of those guys opportunities to continue to grow and get better. I don't feel – so your question was how do I feel about going into a camp with those guys? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not losing my mind. I mean, both of these guys have played in big games and had big time – you know, made big time plays for, for the team in big games. E-Man just – E-Man, yes, I, you know, he made a he, – he messed up a play – in the Super Bowl, uh, and it's, it's just being young, being young. Be, be, because you are a young player and all that, and that third and 15, you're going to drive a route that you wouldn't. And everyone's talking about what happened with Ward and getting turned around. Ward didn't get turned around. Ward, Ward did exactly what he should have done. Let me ask you this. If you are 20, 25 yards down the field, and you see one of the fastest human beings on planet Earth running <laughs> at you. What what are you going to do? Let me just ask you. What are you going to do? Are you going are you going to stay in your back pedal? Or are you going to turn? You got to you gotta flip look? those hips. You got to flip okay. those hips and try so, to run with them. So he flipped his hips, and everyone's like he got turned around. Yeah. No, see, this is when you don't know football. No, he didn't get turned around. He flipped his hips, and why did he flip his hips inside? He flipped his hips inside. Because that's the direction a, he was he, running. There's no well, he's getting ready. No, well, no, it's not even the direction he's running. He's flipping his hips and he's turning because when this guy runs, Hill's running at him. The only way Hill can possibly run in his mind is away from him across the field. Why? Because he has a three deep corner and E man on the other side. So if he turns and runs the other direction, he's running right into the defense. This, see, this is the way you play it when you know where everyone else is around. There's there's a method to the madness. So you're not just turning because you are afraid. You're turning because this is where you have to go. So when he cuts back and runs the corner out, I'm sure Ward is thinking, oh, we got them. This is a pick because you are running right into the teeth of the defense. It's a three deep coverage over there, the three deep zone. So that's that's how that happens. It's almost so like the almost like the play on what was that? Was that the third and one of the third and seventeens against the Rams where yes. uh, where Rap made that mistake and, and Jalen Ramsey was kinda hung out to dry a little bit and he got upset at the rook. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
and, and you see because he's like, what are you doing? You you because there there's a reason why you do things and you open up and 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 it happens. So and and you learn these things. I remember playing against Carolina Panthers. I got an interception. We were playing we were playing um, um, the Saints, and I got an interception on the route because I turned. We were in a quarters coverage, and the safety should have been there in the center, sitting back on the post. And and when I turn, when I opened up, it's so funny. I was backpedaling, and I opened up towards the center of the field. And when I was opening. My safety, Mike Minter, I, I literally, our eyes met. Our eyes met, and he was running forward to, to chase a, a tight end that was cutting across. And I, did, I didn't do anything other. When I saw him running towards me, when I looked at him, I just dropped my head. I dropped my head and just took off running towards the goalpost as hard as I could. And then I looked up, and here comes the ball. Because I knew they were going to throw the post because he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Yeah. And and that's and and these so so you you get a feel for what's happening on the field because you know where everyone is supposed to be, so so back to the cornerback position. Those guys have played in some games. They've made some mistakes. They're not bad players. Spoon's not a bad player. Jimmy Ward's not. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Um um. E man, they're not bad players. They're only going to get better. I like the development of those guys. I'm I would add to the mix. Yes, I would. I would add to the mix. I would continue. That's the thing about this team. And an hour or so ago when we started this, um, after you started talking about, you, you know, um, the half birthdays and stuff. we Hey, we're going to get back to that. We're not done with that yet. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> um, um, but but after – but but it's it's one of those deals where um, – uh, but you just threw me off right there. What was I about to say? <laughs> <laughs> You, you made me. You, you made me completely forget. What I was just about. You're, you're talking about the, you're talking about the corners and Eman and 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 Spoon and them playing. They haven't played in big games, but you. you oh well, you they, play, to, they play. In big, they played in big games. But you're going to add. You got to oh, add to the mix, and we started. This, you got to add to the mix. An hour ago, saying this mix. was a place of need. Well, well, no, you're adding to the mix. This is a place of need, but one of the more important things that that I want to get across with this is that the team is now positioned to where, as I said, you have talent at every position. So now it's about upgrading that. You want to find the alphas of the alphas. So that's what you want to do. It, it's 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 our it's our squad that went into it, it's 93 going into 94. We lost in the NFC Championship game. We still we're trying to get better. It's like I said, it's not that we didn't have starters at every position, but we're trying. Hey, let's go in. If, if we can get better, let's get better. So, I I am okay with E man. I'm okay with with starting out E man Witherspoon. I'm gonna draft some guys, and I'm gonna try to draft guys that I think that can compete with them. I'm gonna free agency. I'm gonna look at guys that I think that can compete and starter. I would I wouldn't be looking for anyone that's not the Niners are at a point now where you're not trying to find anyone that you don't believe is not a starter. They they have depth. You're you're trying you are trying to top out your starting positions, and that's what I think they should do. And I think you can I think moving Sherm could help you top out the safety position. And now let's find corners. Let's let's find some guys that can do that. And and the way the safety position is starting to progress with the way the rules are in the middle of the field, you have to have safeties that can cover in space. 
I don't know if you're going to find one better than Sherm. Yeah, just, it's it's fascinating when because you this obviously it makes sense, right? And 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 if there's someone that can do it, it's Sherm just because of the 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 mental the football acumen, um, you know, him being just so smart and and, and being a playmaker, um, and and so it, it seems like and and how how you paint the picture, it, it seems like it could be somewhat of a smooth transition and and something that I have not heard in all honesty with you know talking heads or newspaper writers what have you um have not have not have not heard this theory before so um I think it's uh I, I think it's interesting I think I think it'd be interesting to play out and 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 the benefits of it you know as it's laid out it seems like it gives you just a tremendous amount of versatility um, a, a tremendous amount of playmaking ability on the field, and and kind of you know shores you up on that back end. And of course, you add you add another corner in there in the mix, and and you probably have something rolling. Um, who that corner is going to be is 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 the big question. Um, when you know, yeah. we started this podcast, we, we we talked about you know wide receiver, de- defensive line, and, and and secondary. Um, and so, um, I think that. I I I I definitely agree with you. They're they're going to add some. They're going to add. They, they got to add some pieces to this mix. Um, there, there's just no question about it. They, they well, well, you have to because yeah. I mean, you you have to because what you had was a championship level. And, and and Kyle said it. He 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 said it. Yeah, he thought he had the best team in the league. He said he thought they were the best team. I I thought the colors were the best team in the league. Now, would you year. trade for and, a corner? Um, depends on who the corner is. Always. If I can upgrade, it, it depends on who it is. It, it depends on the player that I'm getting and, and what and what I think I, I need done within the defense. So you, you'd have to throw out some names to, to, to see who it who it is. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, if I if I could if I could get Gilmore. Yes. What about Slay? Darius Slay? Um, solid. Solid. I, but, but, OK, but I, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, that's, that's a solid player. I mean, there are there are a lot of solid corners. That, that you can get so it's so trading for them depending on the player if, if i'm if i'm making a trade i'm not i'm this this is my thought on that if i'm making a trade i'm not trading for maybe yeah you, you know what i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna if i'm trading for a corner you want that surefire surefire thing I'm, I'm i'm getting a surefire guy that can work in my system not a surefire guy that has played it i'm not gonna go get numday and put him in in a different system uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go get a guy that I know can perform what I need done within my system. Then I'm I'm willing to make that trade because, as I said, I'm trying to upgrade this team to a championship level. I don't think it was at a championship level. So everything has to get better. Every every position has to get better. And I think, you know, like the quarterback's position, it has to get better. I believe it will. More time, you know, offseason, healthy. This time you're not rehabbing. This time you're actually working on your craft. So all of those things are going to get better. Um, the offensive line has to improve. Uh, you, you know, it, it, everything, like I said, that, that pass rusher, all, all these type things, you know, there's some there's a mix of how you're going to do with the big boys up front, but they're going to get healthier and all those things. But the, a glaring need to me is the secondary. And you know how I always am about numbers. Numbers can lie. And, yes, I know where they were ranked, and I know how things all played out, but I also know 
where the gaffes came in in this game and and the Super Bowl the Super Bowl end of the day the defense gave up 21 points and a half of football Ooh. that's why you lost the Super Bowl you gave up 20, you gave up the the number one defense in the league gave up 21 points in half a quarter so, so, so if you really forget everything that happened, everything that could have happened, just that, just think, just let that thought sit into your head as you go into the off off season. That, that's why I started this pod. Love keeps no record wrong, y'all. No record of wrongs. That was tough. That was a tough. Whew, that was a tough. Man, so that's so that's hearing that again. Just, so that's so that's just, so that's. Just, so that's just the thing that that's the thing to think about when you say where do you have to improve if you want to be a championship team. That's that's why that's why I started. I was like, I need a pass rusher because it dropped off when D Ford left the field. So I gotta I gotta make certain that I have that type of pressure in more than one guy, opposite of Bosa. Yeah, I, I I gotta I gotta make certain because D four, there's no question. I know I I there is nothing when he's out there. Everything's at a different level, but I gotta get that same level in his backup. So that's what I'm looking for. I need I need that, or I gotta find it in someone who can give it to me every down. If I if I think I can find that, so that's that's where I have to improve. I got I gotta stay at that level, and then the secondary, like I said, just straight line making plays at my corner position. That's it. I think I, I can. Who 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 do I see out there? Do I see a safety that I think? Do I think? Do I see a safety that I think could come in and be that big time playmaker? Then okay, I can do that and leave Sherman. If I can't, if I don't see that safety, then I got a big time playmaker that I can move inside and I can find a corner. Yeah, but if you move Sherman, it's almost like two acquisitions in one, right? You pick up the corner and then you got a new safety in Sherm as well. Who potentially could be a big playmaker on that back end? Um, it's almost uh, like a like a two for one in a sense. Uh, and you know, if if, that, if if you didn't know any better, you'd think I know something about football, huh? Yeah, I, you, I, you keep it up, man. You might have a future in this thing. Um, it, it's it's interesting. Obviously, we got a lot to break down uh, in the off season. Uh, we'll we get closer to the draft. Uh, we'll look more at that. Um, but definitely, you know, free agency coming up as well. Uh, we'll look at some possible targets. We'll, we'll dive deeper into this. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some guys. We'll start to target some guys in terms of uh, possible fit, who can make it work, whether it's at the receiver position, whether it's at the as a, as a rusher or or either a safety or a corner. In addition, there may be some other some other issues um, on the team, especially heading into free agency. Juice is a free agent. You know that's that's obviously going to be a huge. Uh, a, a huge topic as well uh, throughout the course of this off season. So plenty to discuss. Not quite the uh, the megapod, but um, <laughs> I, I think we uh, I think we got something here with this whole off season thing. Ed, I don't I don't know about you. Um, off to off for me now to continue with this whole Valentine's Day thing. I still still got a couple oh. loose ends to tie up. Um, what were you just anti Valentine's Day? What, what, what no, no, of course not. Of course not. I'm just, I'm just saying, don't, don't, um, don't get caught up in the one day. That's all. Don't get hoodwinked. Don't get hoodwinked. Don't, don't, don't get caught up in the one day. I, just, I, I laugh. Don't, don't let them, don't let them make you feel, um, inferior. 
if and, and that you have to you have to do something do it just do it every day yeah just do it every day make this make this any other that's, that's all that's what yeah. don't 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 they commercialize it man you know that's all they, they make it they make it hard on the brother they make it hard on the brother <laughs> they too. sure do i joke that's, that's it. i joke with my it, wife all the time like you don't even like that's Valentine's it. all, all day. they all they, all they want to give all they want to give is, is father's day and you got a bunch of cats running from that right yeah and and still we gotta cook <laughs> we gotta oh 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 you can get on the grill it's father's day get on the grill um yeah i, I joke with my wife all the time I'm like you don't even like valentine's day but whatever um yeah so uh t- it's a day of love y'all y'all love each other and uh have a great week um obviously uh, you, you can check us out on twitter i'm at r haylock on twitter he's at underscore eric davis underscore uh you got some questions and stuff for for the off season things that you want to touch on in the next pop make sure you uh make sure you hit us up um of course we're on apple podcast so you can subscribe rate and review there also on spotify go ahead hit that like button um you can also catch us on the believe uh, in 49ers website or go to believe.com and search 49ers also art19.com that's a new hosting service for us you can catch us there um, wherever you listen to podcasts that's where uh, we can be found if you're if you're listening to us right now you found us so make sure you go ahead and and find a way to either bookmark us or follow us or whatnot so it's because uh it looks like we're gonna be here for a little bit right off season we're we're we're, we're uh we're, we're putting our head down and we're, we're getting after it of uh, full goal here uh, in the in the off season, um, so yeah, plenty to discuss. In, in the next pile, we'll get to some more things, and, and also we'll probably get to some of your questions if you have some out there. Make sure you hit us up uh, on Twitter. So, for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.